0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington,
1: and I am Bill Knight. It's uh, well, it's been an interesting weekend. Who apparently has has left the building like Elvis? He's left the building, and uh, apparently he's in hiding with uh, well, nowhere to be found. Well,
0: I supposedly. actually uh, he did a TV appearance on Saturday that yeah. was in the midst of uh, this uh, this attempted coup, and mm-hmm. uh, he essentially said, "Look at if you continue this, you guys will be considered traitors." And I will deal with you with full might of the, the Russian military, and then I guess the leader of in Belarus uh, mediated a deal between the leader of the Wagner Group, uh, prigozhin and uh, and Vladimir Putin, and the deal was: Look at uh, prigozhin if you stop now and you come to Belarus, we'll give you a protection, and you live well, and uh, you can send your troops back to the lines. Everything will be forgotten. That seems too convenient, to, if you ask me. What, maybe we should explain, give a little backstory. what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wagner Group uh, is maybe the strongest unit of the Russian army. They're not really part of the Russian army. They're a mercenary organization. Yeah, yeah they're for hire. Yeah, but you know he was Prigozhin, who's the head of the Wagner Group. Do you know that he was once Putin's sh- chef? His personal chef, no, not too well, many people know that. But uh, I mean, he worked and so he didn't
1: kno- like the way he beat up a
0: steak. He, yeah, I guess so. They mm. were they were friends, and uh, so that's I find that curious. Okay, that uh, Prigozhin would be the leader of the Wagner group and also have been uh, Putin's chef. But Prigozhin said that their unit was attacked by the Russians, and he got really ticked off. I guess yeah. they must have said, you know, look, it, it was an accident. But he doesn't think it was an accident. He thinks it was intentional. So he that was the uh, piece de resistance. So he turned well, there the, was Well, there was $6 billion that supposedly. Well, I'm getting to that. I'm uh, yeah, getting yeah. to that. Yeah. So they turned the unit around, and they head the unit towards Moscow. Along the way they capture one of the key cities in the south of russia it is right. the, it is the city that is the command center so to speak of the russian army and the units that are fighting in the ukrainian war okay right but but literally the wagner group like surrounds them cuts them off and kind of takes control of that uh, that city that sends a big signal to moscow then they continue on the road they get to 125 miles Outside of uh, Moscow, and now exactly. n- now in, in Moscow, they're putting up barricades on the streets. They're mm-hmm. moving tanks and rocket launchers in- into position to defend the city. And on Saturday, like I said, Putin goes on TV and says, look it, you keep doing this, we're going to have a Russian revolution like 1917. And that didn't work out good for anybody. We lost millions of good people. And uh, and then again, I, I told you about the mediation where the guy from Belarus came in and mediated a deal, and uh, it ended quietly. The dust settled, and the Wagner Group is heading back to the Ukraine. Right. But like, and I'll let you continue. I'm gonna let you pick up where I'm leaving. You you mentioned well, something about six point uh, was it two billion dollars worth of money.
1: Well, I got it here. Just the headline alone is. Uh, Ah, uh, Putin and uh, Prozorin play the CIA to the tune of six billion dollars. Yeah. Now, I just printed this story. Well, so I'll tell I really you what, haven't gotten in depth well, on well, it. But the simple fact
0: is, we found some money uh, in back, in yeah. a recent audit. We uh, talked si- about that. Yeah, six point uh, two billion dollars, and uh, they said, "Oh, well, we found this money, and uh, so it was it was initially dedicated to the Ukrainian war. So we're going to put that money into the Ukrainian war." Well, what they're saying in reality, behind the scenes, is that money wasn't really uh, lost; it was uh, re- repurposed, so to speak. Reallocated, yes. And and what happened was, some people are speculating that Putin and Prigozhin did this whole maneuver to get the six point two billion dollars from the United States. Yeah. It was all a setup. Yeah, it it was it was uh, uh, the joke was on us, you know, and I do think that if we're involved with this kind of stuff, we're really making a dumb mistake.
1: Well, you know, it gets back to why the hell are we involved with this to begin with? And you look at all the billions of dollars. uh, I forget how high it is now, but uh, we're probably in the trillions or up, up close to it, you know, with the money that we've shelled out to the Ukraine, what's going on there. Uh, Then not uh, only that, but the instability that, uh, you know, things are real, that's going on in Russia close to a revolution. Well, they're very unstable and that has a a global effect. Um, China, you know, they came out with their statement that, well, you know, we are willing to die to the last Chinese person just to get Taiwan. You're not willing
0: to do that. You know, so you've
1: got instability
0: there. What the hell is going on? What else well, well, could there be? You know, I heard people over the weekend talking with glee, like, "Oh, Putin is weaker. Isn't that great? First no. of all, first of all, many people will tell you that Purgosian is a true Russian nationalist and that if he were to have gotten into power uh, and he, he would have replaced Putin, um... It would be a worse case, uh, worse scenario than what we have now. He probably would have used uh, nuclear weapons to, to end the war. He believes, mm-hmm. by the way, that they should do everything necessary to end the war quickly. He thinks the Russian generals are dragging their feet. That's what he's really complaining about. He thinks that the Russian generals are weak, and in order to finish this thing, they just have to do it. They've got to finish right. it. So, uh, And the other thing about a weak Putin, uh, all of a sudden this thing comes to an end on Sunday. And in the news they mentioned for the first time uh, uh, the testing of a Russian nuclear torpedo is imminent. A Russian nuclear torpedo, which, by the way, can't be seen by the radar systems and things like that that I- are out there. Um, An
1: imminent, in case you don't know what that means, it means it's going to happen. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. We may not know the time but it, or place, but it's going to happen. They're going to test it. And we talked about the, you know, that they had the subs out there that have these torpedoes, the nuclear-tipped torpedoes uh, out there. And they've got subs all over the world, including close to our shorelines. So where the hell are they going to test this thing? And I I doubt they would do, test it on us, but then again, can't put it past And Maybe a maybe a harbor in a a
0: port, you know, in the Ukraine. What else they have in Russia? What? They don't talk about. They have nuclear-tipped drones. Yes. And the drones can't be seen by the radar. They're right. flying along, you know, at 150-200 feet in the air and they're nuclear-tipped. Yeah. Um we're playing with fire, you know. Yeah, we are. And we, I don't think we have the uh, sharpest tools in the shed right now running the Pentagon. I mean... Now what makes you say that? <laughs> well, I mean, you look at guys like uh, 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 Kirby, right, who's the yes. spokesman. He's, he was an admiral. And now he's mm-hmm. like the assistant press secretary, but he was the spokesperson for, the, I think, the Department of Defense for a while. I mean, the guy he's an empty shallow suit i think some of the best generals that we've had have taken their retirement and gone home yeah and we have we're left with the the dregs so to speak the uh, the chaff and it's sad these are the guys who said it was a good idea for blinken to go over to china and then it was acceptable for him to say look at i know we've said that uh, taiwan should be independent for decades uh, since the days of uh, uh, Chiang Kai-shek and stuff like that. But actually, you know, now that we have Xi in power and to make us look good in the eyes of Xi, we're going to go out in front of a press conference and say, we don't support Taiwanese independence. That, and they said it so matter-of-factly, Blinken did. The other thing i got to point out, but we talked about this before the show, Blinken, uh, in order to get a sit-down with Xi had to give up something. And what he gave up was they have a telecommunications company in China which was doing some uh, uh, espionage against the United States. And I can't think of the name of the company. It'll come to me, I'm sure, after the program is done in the can and broadcast. It's always the way it is, folks, when you're my age. But the thing is, um, that company was given uh, a pass in order for... Uh, Blinken to sit down with a G, that company was allowed to reenter certain markets that it was, uh, you know, it was held, uh, it was it was blocked from getting before, you know? so right. So what we have is just to sit down, not to make a deal, just to sit down with this guy, we had to give up. A certain amount of our security, because they, the company, this telecommunications company, was doing espionage. This, they're working right now, this telecommunications company, with um, the installation of a Chinese base in Cuba. Right now, 90 miles off our coast, and this clown of a Secretary of State, this this ridiculous man who shouldn't be a Secretary. I wouldn't want him to be a principal in my local school. You know, and this is the Secretary of State. He's going over. He's Mr. Casper Milktoast. He has the, dy- he's, he's about his dynamic. You know, when, so, pu- when push comes to shove, Bill, i just hmm. say this. Like, when push comes to shove, guys like Xi and Putin are alpha males. They can sense. They can smell fear. They can smell weakness. These guys yeah. can smell it. If they if they took you took them out of politics and put them into price fighting, they would they would attack uh, aggressively. They wouldn't wait to get hit. And this is the, the kind of person we're dealing with. Guys like Blinken and even Biden are not alpha males. They're crooked and cor- corrupt, but they're not aggressive and they're not uh, the kind of guys you want leading your army into battle. No. You know, it's interesting too, you know, you're talking about the
1: uh, 90 miles off the coast, the listening post and everything like that, that the Chinese are building when they do those ocean platforms, they say it's part of their sovereign country, which means, you know, that their territorial waters extend around that. That also means that is listening, the only thing they're going to be doing there, or is it going to be armed to the teeth? Because they could do that,
0: you know, they may have missiles, nuclear missiles, right off our coast. Mm-hmm. How, you know. I you mean, the last time we did something like
1: that was uh, the Bay of Pigs, Cuba. and um, But we had, you know, he was a Democrat leader, but uh, it was a different type of Democrat. And he was stronger, and he was able
0: to sit there and... Um, you know, we were lied to then, too. Yes, we were. You know what happened? Uh, for people who aren't aware, the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, the Russians... Had shipped in ballistic missiles into Cuba, and they were going to install them right off our coast. And we, for for a while, we gave them an ultimatum, an ultimatum, and said, if you don't remove those missiles, we're going to go to war. And I can remember as a kid—I don't know whether you were old enough—but I can remember as a kid a weekend where we didn't know whether we'd be going to school on Monday because. There was a possibility of a nuclear war. There was a deadline and a possibility of a nuclear war. What we were told was that the Russians backed down, that uh, Khrushchev blinked, and that Kennedy was victorious. But in reality, as the time passed on, as the years went by, we learned that we had to give up something first. We gave up... uh, I think it was something to do with uh, land in the Middle East, something to do with weapons that we had in the Middle East. We had right. to do something for the Russians to pull the weapons. The Russians really didn't care about our their PR and our press. They didn't care. They did want something removed from the Middle East, and we did it. But they didn't tell us that. All they told us was the Russians blinked. We got them to move away. The mighty USA once again, uh, you know. Well, and, yeah, the propaganda.
1: that's uh, yeah to sell to the people, which is what they're doing right now. Everything is all propaganda.
0: Yep, yep, it so, is. So this thing, I, I do. Th- a lot of people think this story is not finished with Pergosian. No,
1: no, that, it's it's going to go on, uh, and you'll probably see some developments today after the show. You'll see some stuff in the news. Because of the time difference, it'll start coming out. The, the reporters are back. They're getting their stuff. They're writing their propaganda, whatever it is. You're going to see it. And something could play out in it. Uh, if something plays out, it's not going to be good. No.
0: President Trump on Saturday, uh, he spoke at the Faith and Freedom Coalition Conference in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that he did was he, he read uh, Hunter Biden's threatening... WhatsApp message uh, right. to the Chinese business associate. He read it in front of the crowd at, and the TV cameras at the Faith and Freedom Conference. Listen.
2: Biden is the most corrupt president in the history of our country by far. Just two days ago, a very respected IRS whistleblower used to be very much... A, you remember when the Democrats used to love whistleblowers? They don't like the whistleblowers now. Revealed that Crooked Joe sat in a room while his son Hunter messaged a Chinese Communist Party official and said to this Chinese Party official, I quote, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. This is Cash he's talking about. Tell the director and it doesn't get reported in the newspapers. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means right now. It means tonight. You believe this? I didn't know he was that tough. (laughs) And if I get a call or a text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, my father, right next to me, Pop. Hi, Pop. (laughs) And every person he knows, you will regret not following my direction. Now, can you imagine the newspapers not reporting this? Not a word of it in any of them, in any of them, mainstream. I'm sitting here waiting for the call, he said, with my father. I'm sitting here with my father waiting for the call. In other words, send us money. Within 10 days, the Biden's got. $5.1 million from China for absolutely no reason. They got $5.1 million.
0: And what do they sell? What do the Bidens sell? Do they sell like uh, a widget? Uh, do they sell uh, a product of some kind? What do they sell? I mean, do they manufacture something that we don't know about? They, I don't think so. I think all they sell is uh, influence.
1: It was an order to put in uh, money, you know, put in a request for money from the Chinese printing press. That's what yeah, he was doing.
0: exactly. Um, I, I learned something else about uh, uh, President Biden, that, uh, that during the whole uh, influence thing, the whole uh, scandal, uh, apparently Hunter gave uh, Pop uh, a special phone. Peter Schweitzer, the author and guy who really is an expert on the whole Uh, Biden uh, crime family, Uh, he was being interviewed about this. Listen.
2: Good point. Look, you both have broken so much news on this story. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that... HUNTER BIDEN'S BUSINESS PAID FOR A PRIVATE PHONE LINE THAT JOE BIDEN USED WHILE HE WAS VICE PRESIDENT. IT WAS FROM AT&T. IT WAS $300 A MONTH. IT WAS A GLOBAL PHONE WHERE YOU COULD ACCESS SOMEBODY ANYWHERE AROUND THE WORLD. Uh, WE SHARED THAT PHONE NUMBER AND THAT ACCOUNT INFORMATION WITH PEOPLE AT THE HOUSE OVERSIGHT COMMITTEE. MY HOPE IS that, THAT THEY HAVEN'T ALREADY. THEY WILL SUBPOENA THOSE RECORDS BECAUSE I THINK IT WILL GIVE AN INDICATION ON HOW TIGHT THE COMMUNICATION WAS. Uh, AND THAT MAY BE THE PHONE for example, that the Ukrainian, the Burisma executive might have used uh, in this allegation uh, that he talked to Joe Biden in recorded conversations. I I would just say one other thing, Marie, is it relates to that sort of shakedown phone call with Henry Zhao uh, that we alluded to. Henry Zhao in 2015 had already sent $5 million to the Bidens. Uh, He was the head of a harvest investment firm. Uh, And what's interesting is in the correspondence there, Hunter Biden again talks to Zhao in the context of this is a deal that's important to my family uh, involving his father. Let's also keep in mind we fixate on the criminal element of this. We also have to focus on the espionage element of this. Henry Zhao paid. Five million dollars to Hunter Biden from an account that was part of a company that he co-owned with the family of the Minister of State Security of China, who's I'm in charge of the entire spy apparatus. And you see that in every deal that Hunter Biden did in China, these individuals that are sending
0: him money have ties to Chinese intelligence.
2: Unbelievable. We have to take a quick break, and
0: then- wow, unbelievable. I got. I got to tell you. Uh, I, I biden is dumber than i thought because okay they're mm-hmm. dealing they're dealing with somebody who's a chinese spy and nobody has said this yet i don't think but don't you think the chinese have tapes of every single one of their phone calls
1: oh hell yeah they do i mean uh i would do that if yeah. i'm if i'm doing something nefarious and i have somebody from the other side that i'm dealing with you're damn right that i'm gonna have Phone call record, you know, every phone call recorded. Yeah. I'm gonna have if we're meeting. There's cameras in the room that you don't know about. Yeah, and there's probably going to be a specific, um, a a specific format that I'm going to adhere to and follow in my conversations and meeting with you, uh, because I want to be sure that I have some goods on you.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the case with uh, this situation. I th- I think that Joe is dumber than I thought because they must have been so anxious for the money. And obviously with that, if you listen to the text of that uh, conversation, that, uh, WhatsApp message, um, and I think I could be wrong. I think the thing that makes what WhatsApp interesting is I think it deletes itself after a certain period of time. Supposedly I could be wrong. I don't use the, uh, that social media, but, uh, uh, I think there's something that makes it unique. Uh, but that might be the one. Yeah. Then that's been around for years. I was asking you about
1: it because I was going, yeah. I don't use that thing. What is it? But I remember my kids saying one time, yeah, you know, people were using it to talk or post pictures. It doesn't save poof, it. They're yeah. gone. Yeah, but it really,
0: n- nothing is lost in the uh, world of digital. Well, I mean, you well, may let not let see tell it. you if
1: there's something out there that says, no, 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 we erase it. It yeah. is going to some dark secret
2: place Server, somewhere yeah.
1: because, <laughs> Uh, you got to understand how business works and business today, no matter what it is that you do, Oh, you can make a lot of money doing this. Well, they're making money off of you. And then if they don't make money off of you, you're already in a, you're already on a spreadsheet that they can sell as a lead to somebody else. So that information that you put out there, it's a lead to somebody that's going to maybe someday if you become important, blackmail
0: you for money. That's right. That's what will happen. And I think that's what the case is right now. I mean, a lot of uh, things are happening and you you scratch your head going, why are we being so deferential to China? Why are we being, uh, cutting them so much slack? And maybe it's because they got stuff on our, our, our executive, our chief executive, our president is, is really uh, in a bind right now because they probably have said to him, look at the Mr. President. You know that meeting we had uh, three years ago or four years ago and we gave you all that money in those satchels you know you mm-hmm. well we also had that on videotape and on uh, audio tape and uh, it, we could make a big thing out of this if it were to uh, be released you know we we might just say hey look at this is what you' your president but here's the thing I think, and I could be wrong, I think they've made a determination. Our deep state has decided that Joe is expendable. I think they've decided, okay, we're going to let him go. So all of a sudden the press is starting to ask questions, not just uh, the conservative press like Newsmax and Fox to a certain extent, much less of an extent now than it did a few years ago. But uh, now they're getting questions from NBC and from CBS about uh, the, the whole Biden scandal. And yeah. and it, I, I think they've decided that uh, Joe can go. But here's the problem. If they continue to uh, investigate Joe, even if he were to resign tomorrow, he's, the, the investigations aren't going to go away. And can they afford to have Joe sit down in the docket and be questioned by a bunch of senators and uh, congressmen uh, in his diminished capacity. Uh, who's he going to tell on? Because are, they, are they afraid that let's say hypothetically uh, a former president uh, of the United States who, who uh, had a house in Washington and was downstairs in his uh, jogging and sweats uh, was issuing the real orders, you know that they were they were, who, I mean, he was the real brains behind the Biden administration, so to speak. Right. Uh, um, maybe he doesn't want that known, and Joe might just give that information away. I guess what I'm saying is, can they afford to keep Joe around? Or, or will they? Or will suddenly Joe have a stroke? Or will suddenly well, Joe, Joe be uh, sent away to a uh, rehab center where he's uh, incommunicado?
1: Well, you know, the Democrats, they do have a machine. So let's just say that uh, you took Joe. uh, I think Ted Cruz now is calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden over the Hunter, uh, you know, Mm. thing that's going on. So I would think that the Republican Congress would and could and would uh, impeach him. What if the, the House sat there and said, you know, a good way to get rid of him you know we'll step somebody else up we'll put uh, and then they can put in their people to play now i don't think i mean kennedy is really looking good out there and growing strong he's got crowds coming to him but i don't think he represents where the democrats want to go or what they want to oh be, i so. agree
0: i don't think he's i don't think he's part of uh, the deep state no and uh, see that's going to
1: be his problem uh, he might be running as a Democrat because he has to because that's what he is, but he's not a Democrat. Yeah, uh, He's not today's Democrat, so
0: what is he? Well, that's a very yeah. good question, and can they afford to have him sitting in the office? Is he going to ask too many questions? Is he going to be uh, c- kind of like a a trump light? I mean, it's hard to say this, but to a certain extent, uh, somebody from a traditional political family like a Kennedy— might actually be an outsider right now, you know. He might. Well, actually, I think he is. Yeah, he's not really part of that the left anymore. He's more of a moderate, middle of the road Democrat.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I, you know, America loved the Kennedys, and yeah. they're still in love with the Kennedys. They have been forever. I never understood that, you know, going through life what that was, but. Uh, especially the history of the family and everything, you know, that they were involved with. But with all that said, there is a love affair. And I'm not going to say that John Kennedy was, was a bad guy. Um, And uh, you know, there, there's that love affair, but where does that put uh, a lot of uh, Democrats today? Yeah. You know, is that going to kill the party? The Republicans got a problem with Trump because is he going to kill the party? But they've realized they got to embrace him. And all those lawsuits that are out there going against Trump, actually, mm-hmm. it is not a negative for for them. It's actually working out to be uh, a very positive asset because people are seeing the media and the Democrats for what they are, and Trump's you know strength. You know his numbers are growing. His strength and hold in the yeah. Republican Party is growing. Um
0: I mean he could be in prison and elected president. One of the uh, biggest anti-Trump journalists out there is uh, Chuck Chuckles Todd. Yeah. Uh, the Chuckles part I added it gives a little personality. And Charles uh, in charge, well known yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Chuck Todd uh, I guess on Meet the Press on Sunday, uh he came out and gave the uh the latest NBC poll. 74 of voters are deeply dissatisfied and say the nation is on the wrong track. But the poll also talks about Trump and his strength, much to the chagrin of uh, Chuck Chuckles, because Chuck doesn't like to say anything remotely positive about Trump. As a matter of fact, when you listen to him comment, listen to how he presents the positive uh, facts. It sounds like they're negatives. This is uh, Chuck Todd on uh, Meet the Press on Sunday.
4: We have a brand new NBC News poll that we're releasing this morning, and in it, voters are deeply dissatisfied with the direction of the country. They're concerned about the mental and physical well-being of President Biden. But the story of the last four years is still true today. And in this poll, the best thing for a Biden re-election campaign continues to be the presence of Donald Trump. Trump. Just 20 percent of voters believe this country is heading in the right direction. Seventy four percent say the nation is on the wrong track. Let me tell you something about this moment. We have had this sustained period of 70 percent about a year now. Um, the last two periods in the history of this poll that we've had this kind of sustained negativity about the direction of the country was before the 92 election and before the 2008 election. Both of those changed the party controlling the White House. Now let's get into more of the poll. Biden's job rating sits at just 43%, about where it's been since the withdrawal from Afghanistan, 53% disapprove. Uh, a full 68% of voters, including 43% of Democrats now, uh, which is twice what it was in 2020, say they are concerned that Biden does not have the necessary mental and physical health to be president. For what it's worth, when we ask the same question about Donald Trump, who's just a couple of years younger than Joe Biden, a majority also have concerns, but it is 55%, a full 13 points lower than the concerns over Um, President Biden. But in 2020, Biden won uh, more because of who he wasn't than of who he was. And in a head-to-head matchup, Biden leads Trump by the same four points that he defeated him by in 2020, 49-45, in a matchup against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. You can see here it's 47-47. I'll tell you in a few minutes uh, what that difference is and who are those swing voters. One thing that doesn't appear to be changing voters' minds so, so far is Donald Trump's federal indictment. Just 34% of a positive feeling towards Donald Trump, 56% feel negatively. Guess what? This hasn't changed a bit in about a year. And although a majority of voters overall, 55%, have real concerns about these federal charges against Trump, just 23% of Republicans do in primary voters, just 16% told us they have a major concern about this. Instead, 64% of Republican primary voters call the investigations into Trump a politically motivated attempt to stop him. We asked the same question in April. It's just four points less than what it was in April. 31% say it's important to nominate a candidate who will not be distracted by legal problems and can focus on beating Biden. Pay attention to that 31% a minute here. I'm going to show you something in a minute. And though only half of the Republican Party, 49%, say the Republican Party should continue to be led by Donald Trump, the not-Trumpers are not coalescing around any of Trump's rivals. Trump overperforms these numbers in the Republican race for president. Trump leads Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by 29 percentage points now. He's got 51. DeSantis the only other candidate in double digits with 22. This is actually a uh, this is actually nearly a doubling of what the margin was in this uh, in April. It was Trump was under 50. It was 15 percentage points. And in a head-to-head matchup in a Republican primary. Trump almost has a two-to-one lead here, 60% to 36. So again, 49% say they don't want, uh, want Trump to lead the party, and yet he's overperforming that number. There are never Trumpers voting for Trump over DeSantis. By the way, the DeSantis co-voter uh, profile there doesn't match the campaign he's running, for what it's worth. Meanwhile, the groups where Trump does lag behind DeSantis in that matchup against Joe Biden do offer another warning sign for Trump and the Republican Party if he is the nominee. Because they represent the most, uh, uh, most of the persuadable electorate. They're independent. They're women without college degrees, voters over 65, swing state voters, and voters who say they only somewhat disapprove of Joe Biden's presidency. So like the soccer moms and office park dads of past cycles, this cycle's key swing voter may be these somewhat disapprovers. Because they were huge in the 2022 midterms. And right now they're picking Biden over Trump. And of course, the other giant red flag in this poll for Trump and the GOP, unlike previous Supreme Court decisions on interracial or same-sex marriage, public support for the decision overturning Roe v. Wade is not growing. If anything, it's moving away. A year after the Dobbs decision, it has become even more unpopular. 61% of voters disapprove, just 36% unapproved. It is a massive generational gap there, by the way, for what it's worth.
0: Okay, that's uh, Chuck Chuckles and NBC, which, in my opinion, when I hear NBC poll, the first thing I think of is a push poll. What a push right. poll is, is a poll that is influenced so that the results will end up in a certain in a certain area. you know? Uh, uh, But the numbers he's giving is showing actually contrary to what he's trying
1: to sell you is that um, the Democrats have nothing right now. And we've got Trump Uh, and Trump is growing in popularity, uh, popularity, no matter how you slice and dice those numbers. And I'll tell you why you have the independents that are coming over or even Democrats are never Trumpers. Because one thing that Trump says that resounds to everybody's ear, one thing, he says he can fix it in six months, and we believe we know he can. Because they remember from his previous record, he did what he said he was going to do, and no matter what the government says, the Biden administration says, how great the economy is, and how things are moving this way and that way, and I can tell you this: any positive numbers are comebacks from the the disaster of COVID, and they're not real. But production is down. There's so many things are, that are down uh, that we are set up for a big fall. And the only person that is going to be—I mean—you've got the European nations. Uh, there's a bunch of them now. I don't have the list in front of me. I'd written it down the other day, but all these countries that are, uh, in recession, we are on the brink of a recession. We've been hanging on, but it's imminent. Our banking system, there's a problem there. So we're going to have a collapse, not just a slowdown, but a collapse.
0: Well, and one of the Trump figures is the guy that could fix it. One of the figures that they pointed out, uh, and when Todd was giving his uh, reading off the figures, he he said, and this is you have to pay attention to how they they respond. fifty five percent have a major slash moderate concern about Trump's federal charges. Do you hear what I said? fifty five percent have a major slash moderate concern about Trump's federal charge. Well, is it major? Or is it moderate? Moderate is a big deal. If, mm-hmm. if a guy says, I got a little concerned, is that moderate? Or if somebody says, I'm very concerned, that's that's key to me. That's major. But if more people said, eh, I'm a little concerned, that's a big deal. That was all lumped into that 55%. Do you know what I'm saying? That These are push-pulls. They're trying to influence yeah. the result. And uh, even with that it's still pointed out that Trump is strong and all the fighting that's going on right now in the Republican party and you know, all these different candidates running around, pr- uh, pretending to be running for president, you know, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is like 22% known Trump is at 51%. I mean, Trump is just, he's rock solid and pulling away. And DeSantis, if anything, his lead is being eaten up by the other people who have entered the race and you kind of wonder don't those people know their chances of winning are slim and none I mean I mean how do, how much do you think somebody like uh, Asa Hutchinson really thinks is his ego so big that he thinks that he can garner most of the votes in the uh, United States and be president of the United States I mean I don't know these are either dreamers delusional or there's another agenda going on behind the scenes that we don't know about.
1: Money, money, and money. The reason that I think they're in it is the simple fact they they probably, in their heart, know they're going to lose. There's a chance they could win, but they're going to lose. But that money, what happens to their campaign money?
0: Well, I get to keep it, I guess. I guess to get. Well, they pay off their bills, and what's left, I guess, goes into their their you bank know, account. First
1: thing they, yeah, yeah. It goes in there it's their money for whatever they want or if they run again. Uh, but it's their money. And people don't understand that. You know, well, we, you, you get those those little texts all the time. Once they get you on a database, they get that. And, you know, friend. They always they always start it with friend. Yeah. We need your help. Uh, we're at a critical thing today. As a matter of fact, the cutoff is at 2 p.m., uh, do you want to go in for $50? I mean, you can go in for an yeah. amount you want, or <laughs> $5, 10 25 100 yeah. You know, do you, now this, in the fine print down below, whatever you check off, it's a monthly payment. You know, you are taking on a
0: bill. Trump, by the way, I heard over the weekend uh, another poll came out, uh, one that was obviously more favorable to Trump. It uh, said that uh, people aren't concerned about whether he's indicted or not. If he's indicted, even if he were to go to jail, they were going to vote for him. Right. (laughs) So uh, this is what the left has to deal with right now. And I I don't think, because I don't think they're honest people, I think in many ways they're anti-American. I believe that they are not going to allow him to win the 2024 election. And I'm just a guy on the street, folks. I'm just a guy like you and like Bill. I mean, we're just regular people out here looking from a, a very distant vantage point uh, we're not up close like a lot of people are but it seems to me that if they stole 2024 uh 2020 rather and they didn't fix the system and to my point of view it hasn't been fixed yet it's not going to be a different result in 2024 it's going to be a result where they have their candidate on the left uh, victorious it's going to be uh, it's going to be stolen again and mm. i don't know how the heck People can just uh, go along like, uh, well, you know, we, if you all go out and vote, uh, we'll have a different result in twenty twenty four. I think Trump won by maybe uh, ten million votes at least, maybe more, in twenty twenty, and it didn't do him any good. I agree. So, anyway, but, uh,
1: you know, we're election deniers, so don't you? Forget oh, I know, I know. Gosh, they yes. let us
0: know. They make it sound like it's a, it's a mortal sin. To question an election. Where I come from, growing up, you had a right to question everything. You know, Not you know.
1: anymore. Not anymore. And, you know, you talk about, um, you know, uh, the, the machine is in play about yeah. winning in 2024. You know, one of the things that uh, I know that happens all the time in the news, you know, there's like tit for tat. You know, well, you know, if you get this, you got to concede that. Uh, One of the things that's being floated, you know, uh, Ted Cruz is bringing it up again to impeach Biden over the Hunter investigation findings. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that could linger in the news for a long time, and then all of a sudden they go ahead and give us that one. The Democrats go ahead and give us that, you know, that that carrot on a stick and say, here you go. You got him. Well, you know what they want to do now, Phil? Well, impeach him. The the,
0: uh, special prosecutor, Smith, wants to move the case to December. Which would put it right in the middle of the primary season, of course, you know, right in the middle of the election. That's really tie Trump's hands up. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Well, they want to do that, but see where what they could do is
1: give you know the American public. Uh, okay, you got Biden. He goes out in disgrace. Well, a lot of times people have in the past, or maybe it was uh, the the machine out there manipulating it. Well, now the people are swinging the other way. You know they always do this every time when they get something in one place. They counterbalance and they go and give something to the Democrats. So, in other words, I'm just saying he might be the sacrificial lamb to sit there and sell the lie one more time.
0: Well, I think what they should do, I think Trump's lawyers should say, "Look, if you're going to put it way off, why don't we put the whole, uh, all of these indictments off until after." the uh, the 2024 election. Let's just put it off completely until the election season is is uh, is behind us. You'll see all hell break loose on the left side trying to stop that from happening. Their whole purpose to indict Trump is to screw up the 2024 election. You know, to keep him bound and his hands tied. I I think that a, one of these uh, judges who was appointed by uh, I think either Clinton. Or Obama uh, had tied had, had told Trump to keep his mouth shut about the case. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. This whole process is so obviously uh, election interference uh, that it, it is uh, it's beyond my. Uh, I mean, anybody who's sitting around saying, "Oh, this is just a coincidence," Trump is a crook. You're just not paying attention. You just you're no. not doing it. Um. So, uh, also, um, did you hear the Trump appointed judge was uh, who, uh, by the way, you donated to uh, Hillary and uh, McCain yeah, and yeah, Romney? Yeah. She, he she was assigned uh, to the Hunter Biden case. Uh, Mary mm-hmm. Ellen Noreika uh, will oversee the Justice Department's case against Hunter Biden. So uh, even that is being scrutinized. You know, there was a time. I know this is hard to believe. But there was a time when the media didn't say who appointed who when it came to judges. Seriously, mm. I can remember like 10 or 15 years ago, they said Judge uh, Joe Schwartz will be uh, handling this case. They didn't add uh, the Trump-appointed judge or the Biden-appointed judge. They just said Judge so-and-so from the 4th District will be handling the case. Not anymore. Every time the media mentions a judge, they've got to make sure you know who it is, especially if it was Trump. But they got to make sure you know that it was uh, uh, an appointed judge by X president or Y president, you know? Um, So uh, let's see what else is going on in the world today. Uh, We're racing along here. Uh, Do I have any more Uh, great audio to present Oh, I don't know. Do you? I do. I do indeed. All right. I've been holding this one off a little bit. Do you know uh, what... the Los Angeles Dodgers are becoming a very woke team. Uh, oh, base- baseball is becoming woke. You know, just what we need. You know, the national pastime should be something that is neutral. You go there, you forget about politics, you forget about the world. It's going to heck in a handbasket, but don't worry about it. Uh, the baseball game is going to start in two minutes. And when the baseball game starts, everything goes into neutral and all is well with the world. Well... Not anymore. Everybody's starting to, you know, they're they're giving awards to the sisters of uh, know, what would they call sisters of uh, something indulgence, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I it is. don't sinful remember, but... indulgence or something like that. But uh, anyway, uh, they talked with Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. if you don't remember, was a pitcher for, uh, I believe, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he also was uh, a real star pitcher. With the Boston Red Sox, he won a couple. He was the pitcher, I believe, who made it possible for them to win their first World Series since like the curse of the babe back in uh, 1918 or 19. So, I mean, Kurt Schilling uh, was amazing. He was the pitcher, if you remember, uh, this had to be, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, maybe 2004. Uh, They showed a close up of his of his ankle, and his sock was bloodied because he something had happened. He he cut himself in some play, or, and he was pitching with a bloody ankle during this key game, and he won the game. He, he was an, a masterful pitcher, maybe one of the best pitchers in the last 50 years, Curt Schilling. But anyway, the problem with Curt Schilling now, unfortunately, in, in this day and age, is that Curt is a staunch conservative no, <laughs> it's, it's a terrible thing to say. Kurt Schilling is a staunch conservative, and uh, but he was asked about uh, he was asked about where we are with sports. Are so we at a breaking point, And here's what he had to say: "Honest to God, I got it here. Is that." What
1: he said? Well, right, he was really amazing.
0: quiet about it. Let me try it again. This yeah, time, he is. I guess I should use, I should press the button that starts it. Idiot! You know?
5: oh, They're going to have these anti-Christian nuns that like to spank Jesus on parade routes. What are ball players thinking here?
6: Well, they're thinking about the game. Uh, you know, this is one of those things that the only reason it, it permeates the clubhouse, if it does, is because the media brings it in. And the problem is that, that probably 90% of the guys standing around the locker room as media members uh, are for this. They're liberal. 86% of the sports media is, is liberal, uh, which means they're cowards. Um, but but you know, the, the, it's amazing to me, Jesse, that that guys that are billionaires can't do math. Because what do you think? Let's let's say there's 10,000 trans people in LA, and I think that's probably pushing it. There's what 1.3 billion Catholics. In the world, I mean, uh, you know, let's let's not offend the offensive group, uh, and let's make sure that we we uh, we cater to a crowd of people who, literally, after tonight, will never step foot in Dodger Stadium again, uh, and then we can offend 1.3 billion Catholics in the meantime.
5: These aren't even like regular trans. M- regular trans usually no. just kind of do their own thing, you know, whatever, do your thing. These are hateful people. They bum rush churches. They make a mockery out of communion. They they desecrate Jesus in public, they're, they're, they're sticking their middle fingers up at the cross. This is who Dodgers Stadium is allowing to be honored tonight. Who even owns the
6: Dodgers? Right. Well, it's not even that they're, that, that, right. You just said the word that kind of, I guess offend would be a strong word for what I am, but okay, invite them to the park and do the stupid things you're gonna do, but to to, to give them an award, Seriously, I mean, exactly (laughs) for 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 revealing their, you know, their genitals to 13 year old kids on a public venue. You know, golf clap. uh, That's what an achievement. But but it's 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 a sad day. And the problem is, Jesse, you know, if you look at you know, I love coming on this show. I love talking to you. I love what you've done, what you're doing in your voice. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm tired of listening to Jim Jordan and Matt Getz and Dan Cranshaw and all these people talk. That's all they're doing. They're talking. We're up against a side and a force that doesn't play by the rules, refuses to play by the rules, just look no further than the unconstitutional legal thing going with former President Trump. Um, And we're not doing anything about it. We're talking about it, and we get excited, and we get emotional. Uh, That's it. They break the law. They do the things they need to do to ensure their agenda is driven forward. And we're watching them gut our nation from the inside out. And I don't know where the rubber's going to meet the road because, you know, talk, it's true sacrifice. You know, you look at the guys that, the young men that signed the Constitution and, 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 and all the things that they sacrificed everything to, to, to come out from under a tyrannical government. And then eventually at some point, there was a man at Concord who decided he was going to pull the trigger. And, and I feel like we're getting back to a point where somebody's going to have to pull a trigger because everything we hold dear, everything this country was founded on is being just dragged through the mud and mocked and made fun of. This country was founded on godly principles, no matter how offensive that is to the left, it's true. Well, I'm going to assume um, and, that you and we mean
5: at- pull the trigger metaphorically.
6: Absolutely. Well, no, I mean, it doesn't matter if I say metaphorically, because they're going to run with that quote no matter how I put it. I could have phrased it in any possible way saying stand up and fight and blah, blah, blah. And I would be inciting a riot while Maxine Waters says, you know, get in their face. and No, I understand. And I've said
5: this to Jim Jordan. I've said this to these congressmen. You know, they throw a subpoena around. They fire off a really bold letter. Gotcha. Republicans need to go on the war path. And that means they got to use every tool necessary. They got to do what's being done to them. Because that's the only way this is going to stop.
6: And the problem is that the left's winning because they're relying. The left is relying on our morals and ethics. They know we'll play by the rules. They know we'll follow the laws. And yeah. they're not playing. You know, it, it's like it's we're like too fighting good for a, our, our own good. Bar. Yeah, I get
5: it. That's exactly right. I got it. We got to reevaluate the whole situation and uh, we'll figure it out. Kurt Schilling, have a great weekend. And happy Father's
6: Day. Take care, Jesse. All right.
0: Thank what you. a great interview. Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. one of the greatest pitchers uh, in recent memory, uh, with right. Jesse Waters. You know, Bill, and people may say, oh, that's so dramatic. You know, over the weekend uh, in Seattle, uh, they had, you know, they had pride parades. I guess they were oh, scheduled yeah. all over the country. It, fully New York, Friday, fully uh, everywhere, fully naked men, fully naked. Naked men, I saw the video, Uh, were uh, exposing themselves to children at a pride parade in Seattle, Washington on Sunday. Now, this is not made up. This is not a couple of people. If you see the damn picture, it is a big parade, and these guys are walking around completely naked, uh, flashing their junk at kids.
1: Uh, And i got to tell you something. These men that are out there flashing their junk... Or the guys like in New York City that were out doing it. We're coming for your children. Yeah, that was women you know, in, in lingerie. Yeah. But these are, you know, frumpy old men that look like frumpy old men in lingerie. And usually transgenders, the ones that are transgending, uh, they at least, they wear makeup. They, 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 they are very effeminate to where they... they portray that whether you want to accept it buy it or not but they at least do that and a lot of them don't like the perversion that these guys these are freaking perverts and you know they're sitting there they're using it as an opportunity to sit there yeah I'm gonna put on a wig and put on some women's underwear I'm gonna go out and get me some kids you know what you need to be locked up if that you're coming for our kids you need to be locked up I could say a lot worse but Mm. Um, I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay. This was in Seattle, naked men on bicycles and walking up and down the street, walking up to kids naked, no, no dignity, no respect, uh, just complete, completely lewd, vile acts. And, uh, in Minneapolis, there were women who were uh, naked uh, from the waist up who were walking around flaunting their, uh, their breasts at, uh, at kids uh, and then, like Bill said, in New York, there was a group of naked men and women who were marching around, uh, dancing around, prancing around in a parade, uh, saying, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Am I right? That's what they were saying? Yeah, we're well, here, no, huh?
1: actually, the the chat here was, we're coming for your children. Yeah, but yeah, they did the we're here, we're, here, we're, we're
0: queer. queer, we're coming for your children. Uh, so, I mean, and this was, it seemed coordinated around the country.
1: It is. If they had it in more than one city, it's an it's a coordinated, planned event. And democracy, uh, civility, uh, you know, any word that you can come or I can invent, uh, they're attacking it. They are attacking the very core values of um, our society. Oh, yeah. And uh, Christianity, and when I say Christianity, I'm talking about all faiths. Right. All right. Uh, is being attacked. Um, they want to tear it down. They might, in one one hand, sit there and go, "I'm spiritual. We're spiritual, and we're we're really we have these values, but we want this." And that is not. There's no truth in that at all. You can't ha- You can't play both sides of the fence. Yeah. What they do to get their way, and uh, this is the the fact that they're talking about the children. They're perverts. Bill,
0: if this happened ten years ago. Uh, near a schoolyard, if a guy walked up and dropped his trowel in front of kids at a playground, the cops would surround him, he'd be in handcuffs and arrested. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Why is it now that all of a sudden these guys, and I'm talking about a whole group of guys, can be marching in a parade completely naked, not a, a stitch of clothing on them, maybe with some body paint in certain parts, but they're literally naked, nothing covering their genitalia. And they're yeah. dancing around in front of uh, little kids and parents. First of all, what the hell are the parents thinking? I would have grabbed my kid and said, we're going home. We'll go for ice cream. We're out of here. You're not seeing this. But some parents, they just kind of let it happen. Like, oh, look at look at the man. He's naked. Ha, oh, ha, isn't that funny? No, it's not funny. It's lewd and lascivious, and it's wrong. Yeah, it is. And, it's terrible. Uh, but, I, you know, Bill, I... Um, this is the fabric of our country. We are a moral, decent country. Uh, I, would, I would think that things like uh, this are intentional because it's trying to tear that decency apart. They want to make this normal. They want to yeah. make it so uh, that every parade has a bunch of naked people in it, and it's no big deal anymore. It'd be as if they can get a, their foot in the door a little bit Then they'll just keep pushing until they get the whole body through that damn door. Uh, Yeah,
1: you know, I don't know that we're going to be the same country today. We're not the same country we uh, today that we were ten years ago, twenty years ago, forty years ago. It's funny
0: you should say that. I was listening. I was looking at a um, ten years from now. It's going to be. I don't know. James Woods, the actor, over the weekend. He he, he's usually a pretty positive kind of guy. Like we can do this. We got to do that. He wrote a, a, a tweet and it said, uh, "It's too late. As a country, we're doomed." I, I thought, "My God!" And he went. It wasn't like he was. He wasn't leading into something saying, "Well, maybe not." He meant it. I, I mean, uh. this this is a guy who's a conservative, and he figures we're beyond the point of no return. Laura Logan, thank God, thinks that we're we're getting close to the edge, but we still can walk back from the edge. Uh, well,
1: you know, I. I like to believe in her, but I, and I have to because I think I told you I have a code that there are only two absolutes in the world. And they are looking to change that, but the two absolutes are birth, you're born, and when you die. Those are the absolutes. Everything else in between is not an absolute, which means no matter how bad it can get, it can get better. No matter how good it is, it can and probably will be worse, you know, it can fluctuate. So yeah. right now we are between the book, you know, we live in the, uh, the bookends of life, you know, the absolutes. And how our, our life plays, it's up, it's up to us. One more yeah. thing.
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene posted a, a tweet. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, here's what she mm-hmm. said. Last night in my D.C. residence, the television turned on by itself and the screen showed someone's laptop trying to connect to the TV. Just for the record, I'm very happy. I also am very healthy and eat well and exercise a lot. I don't smoke and never have. uh, I don't take any medications. I'm not vaccinated, so I'm not concerned about blood clots, heart conditions, strokes, or anything else, nor do I have anything to hide. I just love my country and the people and uh, know how much... They've been screwed over by the corrupt people in our government, and I'm not willing to uh, be quiet about it or willing to go along with it. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She she had the TV come on in her house without her using a remote, and she saw somebody's laptop on the TV screen trying to manipulate her TV. Yeah.
1: Well, anything that you do over the open air, cable or anything like that can be uh, retrieved and manipulated. And let me tell you something, just like these headphones I have on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, our speakers, you know, it's the same, it's the same mechanical mechanism pretty much inside yeah. that works as a microphone. Sure. Now, your television screen, it might be a screen, but how do you know that uh, the speaker is not also subbing as a mic mm-hmm. and the screen is not really also a reverse camera. It all works that way, and uh, it's kind of crazy. You had the thing with the Black Shop helicopter. I've had the things where things turn on TV. My um, Alexa has turned on before for no reason at all. So uh, I, I, I think that they do monitor everyone. The more electronic devices they have, the more you can be monitored. Um, two headlines that we can't go into them, but I'll, I'll mention it. Apparently, uh, House GOP, almost all migrants at ports of entry are being freed in the U.S., course, we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then we got the Democrat, the Rhode Island uh, state senator, uh, arrested for, and this shows the character of a real core Democrat, you know, and I'm not saying they're all that way, but, I mean, these are the people that are just party, 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 and left, left, left all the way. But he was, um, he keyed. Uh, somebody's car, um, because you know, uh, they had a Biden suck sticker on it. So, um,
0: well, I, I got some audio. Keep- I, I, I'll play this for you, Bill. It's the guy. Right. First, you're going to hear the guy who had his, his SUV keyed. Then you're going to hear the, right, right next to it. The, uh, audio from this Joshua Miller, the state Senator, who is uh, saying? Uh, oh, I didn't key the. No, I would. Uh, he he recognized me as a state senator, and, and then you're going to hear the cop catching him in the lie, saying we got video at the very end. You have to listen carefully. This is what this is the audio. Huh. Well, I heard
3: a loud scratching noise, and as I turned the corner, there he was with keys in his hand, facing the vehicle. He was
2: blocking my way, saying I scratched his car. I didn't scratch Get his car. I'm on on. a state senator. I think he recognized me.
3: I
0: think he's one of the gun nuts. I, I, I don't
2: even
0: know any of the senators to be honest. Why would you key his car? That's why. That's I didn't listen. He he was threatening it's a me video. already. Okay. There's a video. Okay, he was threatening me already. Hear what he said? First, he says mm-hmm. he's one of those gun nuts. This is the senator saying that the key, the guy who had his car keyed, uh, keyed was a gun nut. And then he said he didn't do it because. I think he recognized me. I'm a state senator. Who? You know. And Who the cares? guy and then the guy says, "Hey, I don't know any state senators. I just saw this guy key my car." And then the guy continuing the line until the copy standing with says, "Look at, we got it on video. We got it on video." Okay. All right. Well, I yeah, well I he he was a, a he sounded like an idiot. And the guy by the way is 69 years old. This senator uh, I would think that he would uh, be a little smarter than to do something so stupid and to oh, risk his think. career. Pardon? One would think. <laughs> But
1: reality, you
0: know, says uh, something so different. Much. Yes. Hey, listen, so ha- have we done it, my friend, again? Are we in the. Uh,
1: yeah, we're a little over, but that's okay. We always are. It's kind of like weight, you know, when you get older. You <laughs> yes. know, you're always just a little yeah. bit over. Isn't that the a truth? A
0: lot. But, you know. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833 538 7868. 833 538 7868
1: or there's mail at itsanotherday.com. We always say we should put this at the front of the show, but yeah, yes. we always forget. My fault, but we got to we got to actually start doing that because yes, we see that. numbers growing, but uh, the one thing we don't see is a lot of feedback from people via the Actually, we do get feedback. But we get feedback from you know, uh, political candidates on both sides of the fence, you know, because they want to send us all their all their stuff and I'm like, "Going, we already have the news. We know what's going yeah. on." And we'll make our own determinations. Um, but we don't. We want to hear from, from you. Is right who we want to hear from. And um, it's important
0: that, that we do. Well, um, if you uh, would do us a favor, uh, we would like you to tell your friends about us. We had a terrific weekend as far as downloads go. We are growing in leaps and bounds. Uh, uh, and uh, you sometimes wonder how they find you. But they do. People find you. Uh, It's like the old saying in baseball, you know, build it and they will come. Well, maybe that's the case here. Uh, We're doing it and people are finding us. Uh, But it still would be nice if you were to tell your friends about the show. Uh, It doesn't matter if they're like-minded or if they have a different opinion about politics. Uh, Sometimes it's uh, an education for them to hear another opinion. Uh, I don't think we do a program that we couldn't put on the radio. And no,
1: I thought the weekend. I thought the weekend update was was great. Of course, uh, my wacky uh, left person that listens out there goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Biden was not responsible for that little mini sub going down." I'm going, nobody ever
0: said that on this show. Where that? Don't hell you did love you get that? Don't you love how they read stuff in? They read stuff in. There was no way to read yeah.
1: it into our caption, and no uh, way to read it know, into the listening. But people hear what they want to see, hear. Yeah. what they want to hear and see. And that is a fact of life, and I'm sorry they saw it or heard it that way because that was the voice in their
0: head that was yes. talking to them. Yes, and uh, it, it, listen, what do they say? You can't think stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen. But we're not, we didn't call you stupid. <laughs> no. Speak for yourself. Hey, listen, have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow. You stay well.
3: I am out of
0: here.